broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's The Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome The Stonebirds! Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, what's, Cecil. What's going on? He's a champion of ham. Uh-huh. Hi. The damn ham champion. Welcome to the Stoneberg Podcast. Uh-huh. Thank you. With Cecil. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uncle Cecil. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. Dave's uncle's here. Yeah, I know half a guy, David Prahey, and I tell oh, you what. boy. Uh-huh. What's going on, Boo? Hi, Boo. How are you? I'm good. Just, you know, I was just researching Mariah Carey, and (laughs) of course I was. I was too. She is a hit maker. Yeah. You know, I really like her. I know she has a horrible rep. Anyway, how are you, Boo? How are you? What do you like about Mariah Carey? Okay, first of all, she's a queen diva. Uh huh. She's like diva, but like to the max. Like, you know, she- what exactly is a diva? Does that just mean I'm a self-centered, stuck <laughs> up my own? Like, what does that mean? It's okay. I understand why you would say that. Mm-hmm. I take it as it's a, it's like a, it's a crown you wear of like fame and confidence and. I, yeah, I mean, it's not a nice thing to say a diva. How do you get to become a diva? <laughs> God, Uncle Cecil, I'd no. like to be a diva. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's pretty cool, Boo. So, th- but that's something... Uh, it's very, like, old Hollywood. I feel like it's like... Um, just like give me my cigarettes and like very theatrical. Like that's what I think diva is. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm theatrical. And to see like a woman who's just like give me this, do this. Yeah. Like there's something empowering about it weirdly. Really? I think I messed up in the mind. Yeah. Because see that sounds like somebody I, I mean, wouldn't want to hang out with. See I love mean people though. Really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> mean people suck. Well okay. I think I associate mean with strong. No. Not well, good. I mean, no, if that's oh, what you associate. You just had a weird face. Well, that, I, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it, no, it doesn't mean make sense. You're right. <laughs> anyway, that's Boo, a, how are you doing over there? I'm good. I'm, I want to talk more about a diva, though. Like, is a diva, is that something, is that a handle that's self-appointed? Or does someone have to bestow you a diva? Okay, so share. I don't know if I used bestow properly, but I think you we'll did. Go with it. Uh-huh. But I kind of just, I didn't really know, so I just kept going. <laughs> bestow. <laughs> Um, Cher is, she named herself a diva before, which is a diva move. That is someone that thinks they're great. Uh I'm a diva. I have this title, so treat me as a queen. It's a snake eating its own tail. But, you know, divas could be anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. As long as you're a pop star and famous and have an entourage. (laughs) Well, I know a lot of unfamous people that act as if they're divas. That's true. See, I don't like those kind of diva. Yeah. I like mean ones mm-hmm. that know they're asshole. Like, mm-hmm. if you know you're an asshole, all for it. I'm so happy. But I, I don't know if you're talking about people that don't really know but act mm-hmm. like 
Well, I don't know. They're not self-aware to know that they're assholes. Yeah. But they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that is a poetic, beautiful start. So how you doing, bro? You feeling all right? You doing well? Oh, I'm all right. You know, just uh, eating too much sugar. Mm-hmm. A lot of sugar what's, lately. What's going on with the sugar? Okay, I don't know. I'm, I ate raw cookie dough the other day and I left, but I put it in a bag. How proud of you. Okay, let me ask you this. Did you eat raw cookie dough because you enjoy eating raw cookie dough or did you want the experience, the taste <laughs> and flavors of cookies, but you didn't feel like baking them? I love the taste of raw cookie dough. So you... I just don't understand that. That's like... Um, well, cookie dough and ice cream, hello. That's what... Yeah, I, I, I get it to a certain degree. Cookie dough and ice cream is put there purposely, and there's no other option in yeah. that moment. But when you buy, especially <laughs> when you buy, or even if you've already made, you know, homemade cookie dough, but if, if you buy the log, uh, the convenience is... All the work's been done. Yeah. No, so I So why not you. just slice them off and throw them on a cookie sheet and throw them in the oven? That is two extra steps. Uh-huh. I can just cut it. I mean, I love a great marinara sauce, (laughs) but I wouldn't just go into the cupboard and eat a can of tomatoes to get the same fix. (laughs) Well, I think dessert's different. Okay. Dessert's different because you can have cake batter. You can have frosting. You don't need to, like, make a cake to have them. (laughs) And you're not being funny. You're you're being serious. I'm being serious. You have weird sugar habits. I do. And it's getting problematic. So what else going on this week in terms of sugar? Okay, so I think... So you ate ate a half a thing of raw cookie dough. And then the Lucky Charms. That was unfortunate. Oh, boy. I ate an entire box of Lucky Charms. There was an incident. (laughs) And I knew you were going to judge me, so I kept trying to hide it. Like, oh, he won't see me do this. (laughs) You really do eat like a bear who got into the campgrounds. (laughs) So there's some cookie dough, munch, munch, munch. There's a box of Lucky Charms, munch, munch, munch. Like, it's like a wild animal got into our cupboard. Okay. Can I give you the logic of the Lucky Charms? Please. Okay, so the milk cereal ratio, very Mm, important. Of course. Sometimes when you have the first bowl, uh uh-oh, there's a lot of milk left. So then you just kind of refill it. You make that mistake four times? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, we don't. I, I'm just, I'm just cutting up with you, babe. I know. Well, how I, I can tell that you're being weird. My mom used to say, "We don't, we don't pick on nobody we don't love." Oh, my mom and dad used to say that. Just an excuse for abuse. Yeah, and then they would like. just pummel me with insults. <laughs> <laughs> I, me too. That's why I like mean people. Um, did you say I'm acting weird? What do you mean? Well. You've been a little... I mean, how's the quarantine affecting you? <laughs> I feel like I'm doing pretty good. No, you are. I'm being I, productive. You are very productive. Are you referring to the fact that I stay up till 6 a.m. every day? <laughs> yes, that's odd. But, odd okay. behavior. Okay, odd behavior. Even though I go to bed at 6 p.m. Yeah. I understand. You went to bed at 8 p.m. last night. It was late. I went to bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> there was a 10-hour gap. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I was awake after you went to sleep. Yeah. I was awake longer than you were asleep. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been Do that, that math. Okay. But I'm not. Okay, so I think the productive thing is good. Uh-huh. 
However, when I woke up to the beautiful little note you left on the huge whiteboard of the food inventory. Yeah, I'm doing food inventory. That was pretty weird. Yeah. That's, boo, come on. Boo, you come on. (laughs) We're in a pandemic. We're in lockdown. Oh, boy. People are panic buying. We don't know what's about to happen. I don't even know how you did that. But you know what I do know, boo? 50 fresh meals. I got 41 days of goddamn food (laughs) on me. (laughs) Well, I love how there's three categories. Yeah. Fifty uh, fresh meals. We got fresh meals, meaning meat and stuff that's in the that's perishable and in the refrigerator right now. Okay. So we got we can make fifty meals out of the fresh materials that we have. I'm not sure about that, but okay. Ingredients, not materials. Frozen meats. Frozen meats. <laughs> Self-explanatory. <laughs> we got about forty meals worth of frozen meat in our freezer. And this is shelf meals. Shelf meals, meaning our dry goods, our beans, okay. our rice, our peanut butter, our bread. Uh, we got a hundred. We could eat 100 meals without leaving the house, without going to the store, just from our shelves. That thanks to somebody who had the foresight to buy a five-pound bag of black beans and a three-pound bag of rice. Got a lot of beans and rice. I got a 15-bean soup I'm very excited about. I know. you're. Oh, you already have the menu up. I mean, I think productive is great. Uh I think sometimes you go down a bit of a rabbit hole. Well, bit, we, I, we talked about this on the uh, Boogie Monster, and I don't want to make light of our current <laughs> situation in terms of, like, the sickness is terrifying. You know, the, the, the COVID is terrifying. Just the the mental energy oh, and yeah. emotional energy that we spend worrying about, oh, shit, am I going to get it? But, and I'm not saying I'm glad that we're in this situation, but as far as, like, the lockdown and the, 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 the food supply and the uncertainty of what's about to happen. I've been training for this my whole life. You really? It is your time to shine. It is my it time It is to your shine. time to shine. I've got masks <laughs> and food and firearms. And, yeah. oh, there I've was just... an end of a world book somewhere I saw. Oh, the... yeah. A, uh, a Book of Monster <laughs> listener recommended. Um, where is it? Uh, right how to, per- how to, how the to survive the, the end of the world as we know it. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just so survival handbook. Hmm. But you're doing good with the quarantine. You I, feel... I feel great. <laughs> I feel uh, kicking ass, boo. <laughs> I'm doing... I'm, we're having fun. You have been brought I've, I've been working on uh, uh, my gravy boat. Yeah. Uh, that no one listens to. That's not true. 300 someone, <laughs> something on SoundCloud. That is not true. You have 300 ears listening. For those who don't know, I used to uh, do a, uh, I guess you would call it a <laughs> podcast. It was a radio show yeah. uh, of my, I'm a, I'm a huge, I don't know if we've talked much about this on this show, but I mean, one of my passions is um, alt country. I love I love country music. I grew up a country music fan. You I'm, sure do. I'm a country boy, yeah. but I absolutely despise modern mainstream country and have even the '90s one. '90s there was some good stuff. I, I I'm not gonna okay. thumb my nose at '90s, good. but uh, ooh, good. just the last 15, 20 years of the state of modern, uh, like when I say modern or uh, mainstream country, like stuff you'd hear on the radio or. If CMT ever played videos anymore, which I don't know if they do or not. But uh, I love uh, country, but I hate all that shit. Hmm. uh, So I love the alternative country or Americana or outlaw country, whatever you want to call it. 
uh, drive-by truckers, Jason Isabel, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, Steve Earl, <laughs> Grant Parsons, that kind of stuff. So you're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm passionate about it. And uh, I used to do, as as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the to the listener, not you. I know you know this. But I used to do uh, The Gravy Boats, just my version of an alt-country radio show. And uh, I, I don't put it on iTunes or anything just because I don't think it's quite legal. I'm I'm, oh, right. I'm sure there's some copyright infringements, uh, but I'll go on record and I'll say this on the gravy boat too. But I, I don't make any money. I, I have zero intentions of ever trying to sell ads or profit in any way off of uh, other people's art. But Even though it is named Gravy Boat, it's the Gravy Boat. Get it? Because that's money, isn't it? Gra- the Gravy Boat. The is that a is that yeah? A term for you're me? working on the great. There's a thing. There's a saying. Gravy uh-huh. Boat. We're, uh, I mean, we're on a gravy boat with uh, with biscuit oh, wheels. Oh, gravy train. Gravy train with That's biscuit wheels. Is. Yeah, yeah. And that, I guess that roughly could be. <laughs> we almost got there. I appreciate the effort, boo. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I've never, I don't make money off of it and have no intention to do it. But it's just fun to play DJ. It's pl- fun to play radio and to, uh, you know, turn people on to some of these bands who uh, they may not be familiar with. Uh, the only problem is. Um, because I don't make any money off it or want to, uh, it's a lot of work for very little payoff and nobody listens, but you Uh, know what? I said, fuck it. I'm making a quarantine gravy boat. Well, I think it's great and I've heard it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it it getting on your nerves? No, it's great. I think the songs I put, what I do is I first I'll compile the playlist and then I'll play it around the house all week to Uh kind of. To kind of feel the flow and make sure everything flows. If and I have to hear nicely. that water into whiskey song one more time. Water into Drinking whiskey. Drinking water. Coming. <laughs> whiskey tonight, not water. <laughs> no, no, it is. It I'm is drinking, drinking Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, uh-huh. song called uh, Dwight Yoakam, which I don't really know why. Huh. But uh, the chorus is, I'm drinking water tonight because I drank all the whiskey this morning. But it's more like mm-hmm. this morning. She's great. Yeah, no. You got, you got she is the here. first like two, fifteen times. Yeah, two to fifteen. It's a good song. Yeah. But you know what? That song's not even on this playlist. That that means <laughs> you've just been hearing that recreationally. I I don't know how. It just I think you play country music when I'm deep in my slumber, and now it's just in my subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got time to kill after you go to bed. Okay. Let's not sleep shame. No sleep shaming. I don't appreciate it. How are you doing with the quarantine? Well, you're shaming me a lot. I'm not I got shamed. some bones to grind. Oh, I'm not you. shaming. I make up my own. <laughs> I don't care when you go to it's just it's funny when you're like, All right, eight o'clock, time to go like you're a farmer. Yeah. But I don't get oh well, I get up at seven. You get up at seven. seven. Hello, Harvey. Hi, Harvey. Oh, Harvey's man. on the table. Well, what y'all doing? <laughs> no. I don't ever go to bed. No. Hey bud. Oh, boy. Okay. Our 20-pound right. cat. Yeah, he's a big boy. Big boy. He's thick. Yeah. You told me he's not fat. He's thick. <laughs> With a double C. He is. He's he's being real needy. Yeah. They're being real needy lately. What is this? Okay. Oh Bye-bye. But, yeah. Um, I love Harvey. Harvey's so cool. Me, too. He's, like, the coolest. He's just, uh, he runs shit around here. He really does. And he doesn't care. Doesn't he doesn't give, give a shit. F. Mm-mm. No. Um, and then, meanwhile, Truman is behind you, looking like the creepiest cat yeah. ever. Yeah, we got a, we got quite a crew here. <laughs> we do. If you're keeping score at home, we have Dog Charlie, and we have uh, they're basically brothers, uh, Harvey and Truman. Harvey Milk, Truman Capote, uh, took black tuxedo cats, and they're gay, black and white. They're gay. <laughs> yeah. they gay. They gay brothers, uh-huh. or are they, are they brothers, or are they gay? I don't know. Or are they both, but not gay both. with each other? 
I think they're both. Well, Harvey mm-hmm. likes to hump Truman sometimes. It's creepy. Yeah, Harvey likes to hump your sweaters. Oh, he ruined one. I'm so mad. I don't understand. I don't know enough about, like, the biology of cats, but uh, they're both neutered. Yeah. Right? But uh, pretty much every night at about 3 a.m., Harvey will go into your closet, <laughs> find it's always, it's not just not just any garment will do. He likes the sweaters yeah. and he likes the, the hoodies and the sweatshirts. Those, and the soft inside the, of yeah, it. Yeah, the soft, yeah, yeah anything, yes. you know, real soft. But he will grab it with his, he drags it like a jaguar. In his mouth. Yeah, like a jaguar <laughs> who just killed an antelope. This lifeless sweater is being dragged, and he's he's holding it in his mouth. In and his then mouth. he start makes the noise. And then he goes. Whoa. He'll drag it into the center of the room. He'll make his entrance, <laughs> and he's dragging this sweater in here. And he'll go. He'll do that three or four times, and then he'll now imagine. All right, he's got the sweater in his mouth, Ugh. and it's the it's draping between his legs. So, like, if he's on all fours like normal, the thing's hanging, starting in his mouth, hanging down and going down his chest and and, and dragging on the floor, yeah. but he, it's between his legs. And so then, he's walking ugh. it. He, he's walking it like, like when that— And uh, they're neutered. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks it to the center of the octagon, and uh, then he'll just, like, scrunch over, almost kind of how, like, Charlie looks when he's about to take a dump. Oh, I love he'll the He'll do dump that, dance. Little, that yeah, little, the dump sh- dance. little shit yoga. Yeah. And uh, so then he'll scrunch over it, and he won't. There's no, um, there's no thrusting. There's yeah. no, there's nothing rhythmic or thrusting. He will just kind of hunch over it and just be still <laughs> for like thirty seconds. <laughs> it's the creepiest thing Woo! we've ever seen. Yeah, and it's just so shocking. We can't stop looking Imagine at it. Imagine if a human being made love that way. Like oh. I'm just gonna stand over you. <laughs> I and think be there are still. some. There are some people that like that. <laughs> or as Kyle said in one of his jokes, I'm just gonna lay on top of you and wiggle. <laughs> uh, but it is the most <laughs> That's bizarre who you're thing. You're quoting. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing. He'll oh just uh, he just hunches over it. And it I'm, is. And it's he'll do that for two or three minutes, and then he's good. And he'll smoke a cigarette. Ugh. It is pretty disgusting. Yeah, we have weird pets. Yeah. So what else is going on with you there, sweet pea? Well, apparently I'm in trouble for throwing away chili, which I did not do. I <laughs> I don't want this to be a pile-on session. I feel I'm, like, I'm yeah. not trying to pick like, on you. I feel like, okay. It's just I'm, some of your behavior, it just it needs to be addressed. That's all. Well, You're I not in trouble. I'm not mad. This week, mm-hmm. I've definitely moved from human uh-huh. to monster. Uh-huh. I'm not human anymore. What, what's going on? I'm eating boxes of friggin' Lucky Charms. I'm I'm going nuts eating the log of <laughs> cookie dough. I don't know. Showering is not really a necessity. I <laughs> anyway, though, on Monday, I decided to be a human, okay? And I drove to my dad's house, my 79-year-old father who his wife passed away 11 months ago and he's watching my nephew and I brought them a treat a wonderful two portions of your chili Dave Stone chili and how wonderful is that and you got mad at me you took all the chili <laughs> okay That's- but there there wasn't that much left, is what I'm saying. There was... All right, I, here's the thing. All right. 
I spent five hours on I Sunday know. making I that chili. That was so great of you. <laughs> and I, a lot of times when you spend all day cooking something, whether it be a chili, a gumbo, or even barbecue, it's really weird. But uh, ironically, if you spend all day cooking something, sometimes by the time you're done, you're finished cooking that dish, you don't have much of an appetite for it because you, you've been lingering around it all day. Yeah. So, and that happened with the chili, even though it was... It was Katie friendly chili. It was the best, not spicy. I dumbed it down. I loved it. I didn't make it too spicy, but it was damn good. But for whatever reason, uh, by the time I was finished cooking it, I didn't have a huge appetite for it. So I ate one small bowl, but then I thought, ooh, I'm going to. I'm going to get down tomorrow. Okay, so I didn't know about the getting down tomorrow. Next day chili. <laughs> I'm going to make I'm going to eat a couple of bowls of it. I'm going to have a chili omelet. That's one of my favorite things. A ch- uh, make a nice omelet, put some of that chili on there. Oh boy, I had I had so yeah. many plans. I had so many plans for this chili boo. I know. And then you I woke were very up very upset. I woke up the next morning and it was gone. Yeah, I just thought my 78-year-old father, uh-huh. who can't really walk right now, yeah. um, <laughs> could enjoy a bowl of chili. But That's true. I guess, you know, my bad. But he's got a lot of food <laughs> in that big old house. I know he does. He, he's, not, he's not destitute. I'm sorry. You're not, just, it's eight meals on wheels. You're not uh, feeding the, okay. <laughs> the needy and the elderly. Okay. He's got plenty he's of food. He's elderly. He's got plenty of food. And he's emotionally needy. I don't know. I'm sorry, That's Boo. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll. Why don't I'll make you some salmon chili? Oh, mm. <laughs> and that's not the only food crime you committed this week, Boo. Oh, what's the other one? <laughs> no, really. What? Something you tossed in the trash the other day. Oh, you want to talk I... about this? The, what did I toss again? The chicken. Oh. <gasps> uh, oh wait. The uh, fried oh, chicken. Oh, you hated that though. You, you came up to me and said, I hate this so much. And I thought in the morning, okay, we need refrigerator space. Goodbye. Goodbye, hated chicken. That doesn't mean I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> you did a nice thing. Thank you. You brought home groceries mm-hmm. and you, you went to Vaughn's. Yeah. Uh, people on the West Coast know Vaughn's. I don't know how far they go out in other parts of the country or other parts of the world. Shout out to our 3% listeners in Australia. Yeah. Um, I was about to do the down under thing. <laughs> Loads of flavor. Loads of flavor. Huge. That's Hamburger. not Australian at all. Um, uh, what was I saying? You were talking about oh, chili. Yes, Vons. I don't know if people know about Vons, <laughs> but wherever you go, whatever national chain grocery store you go to, they probably make their own fried chicken in the deli department. And uh, sometimes it's good. Charlie, Charlie, chill out. Uh, sometimes it's good. Um, Gelson's is, does a decent job. Ralph's is okay. Fonz, they're using the cheapest ingredients, the cheapest chicken, the cheapest well, you're, spices. You're a chicken snob, yeah. so. And uh, and why, what I was, I didn't say I. I don't think I said I hate it. Like I'm always always get excited when a box of fried chicken comes into the home. Okay, regardless of where it's from. <laughs> I love how serious you yeah. are right now. Listen, <laughs> we got to talk. Took a turn. But I told you, I didn't say, hey, you dumb asshole, I hate this chicken. <laughs> I politely brought it up to you that night, like, hey, I appreciate the gesture, but just for your knowledge, for future reference moving forward, this is about the worst chicken you can get. So don't don't waste your time or money on it. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't want you yeah. in the future. I don't want you to thinking like, oh, I'm doing a fun thing, a nice fun thing for Dave, and you have no idea that he freaking hates it. So I, I brought that up. That being said, I still had every intention of housing it. Yeah. Just because I, you know, just because it's not the best, it's still it's the only fried chicken I had in the house. So you're right. I I was going to use it as my emergency chicken. I effed up, boo. Oh, that's all right. But you threw the whole like eight pieces. <laughs> well, yeah, but you hated them. I just I, I we're going to agree to disagree. I understand on this. how that might be confusing, and that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boo-boo. Uh, I know. I'm just... Well, the, I think the quarantine is affecting us. Yeah. You in a positive way, and me in not so positive. I uh, took a dark turn and watched Requiem with you the other day. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yikes. Requiem for a dream. Oh, starring man. Starring Jared Leto. Is it Leto or Leto? I never know. Unclear. Uh, Jennifer know. Conley. Yeah. Uh, whoever that older Elaine, the mom was. I don't know. She's great. She is awesome. Oh, my God. In theory, this is a good movie? Yeah. Like, the acting's great. Darren Androsky, the guy that did Black Swan. Ar- He's- Aronofsky. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I love how I was so confident in it, too. <laughs> It did. I kind of felt bad correcting you. I know. I was so proud. um, And then you just smashed me down. Aronofsky. I believe he also did The Wrestler. That was a good movie. Oh, yeah. That was great. That that guy that that has a weird nose. Um, What is his name? I always forget his name. Jim. (laughs) Mickey Rourke. (laughs) Oh, Mickey Rourke. What is he doing with his plastic surgery? You know what? I would love to see what he's doing (laughs) in his quarantine. Dude, dude, (laughs) people get older. It's all right. Take it easy. Um, Anyway, back to Darren Umdroff's... Whoa, that movie is a piece of work. Okay, I don't remember it being that dark. I do. I thought, oh, it's kind of funny because the grandmother sees things in her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember being like, oh, it's cute old ladies. And then a young love... Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, there's drugs, but I I, I forgot the deep dark turns mm-hmm. with each character, which and the visuals of it, the visuals. Ooh, of talk about hey. visuals. We I had to fast forward through that one scene. I know. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I don't want to see Jennifer Conley <laughs> violated in such a terrible way. Spoiler alert, boo! Some people haven't seen haven't well, seen this. I know. I didn't say what happened. Oh, you yeah. So what else is going on? You um, you had an incident with a security guard at the bank? Okay. So it wasn't an incident. It was just, listen, I haven't been around people in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do the Zoom thing. I don't really like it. Who and, are you Zooming with? Well, I'm trying to Zoom with my family. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not really working. <laughs> I don't want to go down this road. No, but you've been Zooming with friends this yeah, week. Yeah, Liz, my mm-hmm. friend Liz, who's an angel from heaven. Mm-hmm. I was about to say from Mana. I don't know why. Is that the... <laughs> <laughs> mana from heaven. Angel from heaven. Angel, I, but Mana from... But not, but not angel from Mana. <laughs> What's manna? That's like food. Manna is food that God sent down oh, okay. to the starving people in the Bible. Is it just like smoothies? Like, I what don't do know. What, I never knew what manna was. I didn't know if it was like Pop-Tarts or hardtack. I bet it's like a goo. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> sounds like a goo, yeah. but in like a banana peel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a mushy tamale or something. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you're talking to your friend Liz. Yes, uh, she's she's like uh, Angel from Mana. She's she's Angel from Mana. She's Mana from Hannah. And we had uh, we had a three way conversation conversation uh-huh. uh, with my friend Barb. Oh really? Yeah, because Liz is friends with did you tell Barb. Her, did you tell her I said hello? No. Oh, okay. You guys really have to mend those fences. Yeah, I, I've got to. Oh, I got to put no. forth some effort Whoop, to mend triggers. Those fences. Let's yeah, turn sorry. this ship around. All right. That's all right. Anyway, I haven't been around people. Mm-hmm. I had to go deposit a check for my dad mm-hmm. in his account. Mm-hmm. I went to Bank of America, and boom! Guess what? There's a security guard there. Yeah. So immediate, <laughs> immediate friend. Uh-huh. So oh, I'm, immediate friend. <laughs> did you try to befriend the security guard? Yeah. How did that work? It, not great. All right, let's act that out. I'm the security guard. I'm standing here just just doing nothing, okay. securing a bank okay, so at 2.35 last Tuesday. Okay, hold on. Oh, my gosh. I really like your mask. Excuse me? Your mask. I really like your mask. It's neat. Thank you. I know. I have my A and B masks um, because I have A and B days. So I have A days where I'm like very productive and then I have B days where I'm like watch Ozark all day. But I, this is my B mask because I couldn't find my A mask. Is there something else we can help you with? <laughs> uh, well, how, so how, how have you guys been? I know. And then he turned around uh-huh. to check. How many people were in the bank? And he looked at me and said, you can go in. <laughs> oh, you were doing that outside. They were yeah. doing the, like you're at a club. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's the setup. Whoops. Yeah. That, that's a lot of people are doing that. Now, a lot of stores, grocery stores are doing that where yeah. you have to wait outside and then they let you in. But he got so, you're so outside. bored uh-huh. with my story that he just. He Nobody even came out, by no. the way. So it's not like we, <laughs> no. one goes out, one goes in. At first you had to and wait there. I got nervous. I was like. What's you, so I I was trying to like <laughs> get get back the mm-hmm. love and uh, so he just said go ahead go on in so I went in and I was like how am I going to get this back oh you know? okay oh so what's you, my exit you're not strategy? just going to take the L <laughs> no. and go on you're <laughs> no. like I'm put me back in challenge coach. accepted okay and then how'd that go left he opened the door for me so that's <laughs> he's glad to see you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what was your name? <laughs> and he said, Carl. Carl. And then I said, nice to meet you, Carl. I'm Katie. And then it was just silence. Huh. So I said, have a good day. Well, you tried, boo. Good for you, though. Yeah. Trying to trying to bring a little positivity into somebody's day. You got to try. And, and sometimes you got to get rejected yeah. by the security guard at the bank. It's been a weird week for us as far as interaction with strangers. <laughs> uh, three days ago, we're taking a walk. We're walking Charlie right here on our oh, block. Yeah. And a guy from across the street just yelled something. <laughs> and I missed the first sentence. <laughs> and then he goes, it's on the church at 4th and blah, blah, blah. And I yelled it back, I missed the first part. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, we got a food bank over at the church at 4th and blah, blah, blah. Free food. Free food. <laughs> and I thought, I know he doesn't think I'm homeless. I lived homeless. Not that I, not that I uh, am dressed nicely. I'm saying by my physique, he could tell I'm, I don't need a food bank. Well, he Did he must, think we were homeless? He or? must have thought we were homeless because then he said, tell your friends. Tell your <laughs> like, friends. Tell our yeah. homeless tell friends. Tell your other homeless <laughs> 
tell your pals. Yeah. We're not making fun of homeless no. people. No, and that's great that he has a food bank on 4th and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why he decided to His yell at it up. His PR is off. He needs to maybe And he didn't flyer. even say, he didn't even like preface anything. He didn't go, hey, excuse me, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He just yelled, and I was like, I missed the first part. Yeah. It, why? I still don't know. Do you really think he thought think we were he homeless? thought we were homeless. I think so, which is fair. I mean, I look like that an old woman that just got out of the mental yeah. hospital. And I do have a giant beard and a mohawk. <laughs> so I could see from a distance, I could see your first reaction might be, ah, mental illness. But we were walking Charlie. And so mm-hmm. Charlie's our homeless dog and we need food from the bank. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Well, Boo, what do you say? We answer some voicemails. Yeah. Do you so want to do, do that? It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Let me get these queued up here. I forgot. I completely forgot to even have these queued up. But, it's uh, okay. Yeah, let's see. Let's let's go to the phones. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. This is Major Tom reporting from the truck. It's, uh, explaining the terrible audio quality. I do apologize. Well, make sure my call is on a, a nighttime trucker. And uh, as such, I tend to see things, some, uh, some pretty weird things. And I guess uh, I guess my question is, how do I go about talking to people about this without sounding like an absolute lunatic? I'm a, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I have some pretty harebrained ideas about the way the world functions. But uh, be that as it may, there are things in the sky, and uh, I can't explain them, but nobody else can either. But uh, how do I I talk to, say, my wife or my family about an event that happened, or should I just just avoid it altogether? Because all it does is make me feel like I might be a crazy person in the long run. Uh, Cheers to y'all. Hope your podcast works out. And uh, good luck. Ground control to Major Tom. Major Tom, hi. Oh, my goodness. Major Tom's a trucker. I love that. I love a trucker. Me too. I'm guessing a flannel under a jean jacket is what he's sporting right now. <laughs> because that's how all <laughs> truckers look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not. You you, you might be right. Um, you, I tell you, I almost uh, became a truck driver. I could see that. Yeah, my, I you kind of it. are a truck driver of comedy. Yeah, that's true. I log about as many miles. Yeah, I uh, I looked into going to truck driving school about uh, right before comedy. Was it uh, nine shifting gears? <coughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I feel like I'd be a good shifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're shifty. Okay, Major Tom, dude. All right, uh, he's seeing things. Yeah. in the sky. Amazing. Wants to know who he can talk to about this. <laughs> Major Tom, you can talk to us. Oh my goodness, Major Tom, I need you to call back. And I need some damn details. Yeah. What are you seeing? I mean, I love that you said there's things in the sky. You're seeing things. You don't want to feel like a crazy person. No one does. But, oh, my goodness, this is, you need to share. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what he's talking about. He's uh, he's seeing stuff in the sky. I've seen stuff in the sky. Have you seen anything? I know, you know, Kyle and I talk a lot about this, obviously, on Boogie Monster, but I haven't really talked a whole lot of boogie stuff with you. Yeah. 
I have not. Well, I've seen things, but I don't really remember. Well, you've seen a ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, of course. But as far as UFOs and things of that nature, any any unexplained phenomenon you've ever seen other than the ghost? I don't really know. I'm sure I have, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was a shooting star or yeah. got ADD and went away. Yeah. I'm sorry. These truck drivers got all kinds of stories. I bet. Because, like Major Tom, they're out there driving these trucks, hence the name, yeah. and they're out there 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and they're seeing stuff. They're, you know, I mean, my point is, they're the, if anybody's going to see stuff out on the sky, it's the people who are looking at the sky the most. Yeah. So um, I've seen stuff on the on long trips. What uh, have you seen? Long story short, uh, going over going through West Texas in the middle of nowhere, I saw these three spheres that looked like they were 20, 30 miles into the distance. And oh. um, they're three perfect spheres, but they were the color and, and presumed texture of clouds. Huh. It looked like somebody took a cloud and hit it with a cookie cutter. And it was a perfect, three perfect spheres, perfect circles. That were cloud-like. And you were not, you were of mind. Like I was you of were solid complete, mind. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, driving cross-country. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't stoned or I wonder or what, if Major Tom saw those, too. Yeah, I don't know. And that, it's not too far from a, a place, uh, a thing called the Marfa Lights in Texas. Marfa, Texas. It's just these weird lights that people have seen for years. I won't go down the boogie monster no. rabbit hole with you here, but there's all kinds of crazy stuff that people see. Oh yeah, lights and movement. I also saw one time. I saw um, I saw a what looked like a shooting star, but it was neon green and it zigzagged. Oh my gosh! So. Well, that was actually me. I got a sky writing for yeah. you. <laughs> <You're just> <laughs> <laughs> but so Major Tom is seeing stuff out there driving his truck. And uh, first of all, I'm, I'm dead serious. Please call back and please let's get into it. Yeah, give me some specific incidents. Some if you want specific stories. But as far as who else can you talk to? I think you got to talk to your family. Yeah, you have to. You got to look your family in the eye and go, hey, it's me. I'm not crazy. Yeah. But here's what I saw. Yeah. You know, and that's different than if just some guy you don't know came up to you on the sidewalk and started telling you the stuff. You might roll your eyes and say, oh, whatever, buddy. But like, just sit down with your family and be honest. Yeah, and share it. And I think that is such an important thing because then you. And you could even admit to them, like, I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but, and then just share it because you're going to feel so much better because mm-hmm. right now it's in your mind and you haven't shared it or got it out. And so it's just rolling around up there. Yeah. I think you have to talk to your family about Yeah. That. That's a weird thing to, I mean, first of all, like you shouldn't have many secrets anyway yeah. with, with your family, with your wife, or at least with your wife. Um, I mean, you keep secrets from your kids, you know, that doesn't count. But <laughs> were you hearing something weird? What am I hearing? I don't know. I think children. Oh, okay. Maybe. Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, it's a <laughs> battle royale up there uh, with the kids. Uh, but no, I think you have to talk to somebody and you, and you have to talk to your family. And just, I mean, this is something that just, what's the purpose of hanging out? Everybody says, oh, people think I'm crazy. Who cares? Yeah. And uh, your family loves you. Yeah. They're going to understand and be accepting. Mm-hmm. And if not, this is an invitation for them to be accepting. Yeah. And learn something new about you. So, Major Tom, just be honest. Talk to your family. Say, hey, here's what I saw. I'm not crazy. What do you think about this? And uh, also, like I said, please call us back and give us some specific stories. 
because I really want to know what the hell you've seen. And keep on wearing those denim jackets with the flannel underneath. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Hey, Dave and Katie. This is Chad White from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I've got a question for Dave. Uh, as a fellow record collector, I was wondering what is the one record that you are looking for uh, that you haven't found lately? And also, have you heard of Discogs, where you can put all your records in and catalog, catalog them and then also search for your, your favorite record uh, and add them to your want list? All right. Uh, so thank you for having me on, hopefully. And Katie, you're awesome. Dave, thank you for being amazing. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Right on, Chad. Aw, Chad. You're awesome. Chad from Nashville. I hope uh, Chad mm. and all his friends and family are safe from that uh, tornado they had about, what, a month and a half ago? Oh, gosh, that was awful. It was nuts, yeah. maybe two months ago. Really wiped, uh, I don't know, it didn't wipe the city out, but it, it hit parts of the city pretty hard. And that was just a few weeks after we vacationed in Nashville. Well, looks like we brought the th- thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the tornado. Uh, I set them nope. up, you knock them no. down. <laughs> um, I love Nashville so much. Yeah, it was amazing. I was born in Nashville. That's so cute. Yeah. Nashville, man. We. Ate. I was born in Nashville. I was born in Nashville. <laughs> I came out of my mama's tummy wearing a cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> we ate so well in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. That, um, what is it, fries? <gasps> Or what? Dickies, or what's that one? Keep going. You're going to get Smoke. it. Smoke. Nope. <laughs> Husk? Husk. Husk. There it is. Husk is solid. <laughs> we had... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. By the way, it's 420. <laughs> Apropos <Yeah. laughs> of nothing. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, we ate I, Husk. Mm-hmm. Husk is amazing. And then uh, that waffle place. Uh, waffle place. Wasn't that a, a waffle <laughs> Sorry. What waffle place? Waffle House. Oh, okay. There's so much to unpack here, (laughs) boo. Okay, I'm sorry. First of all, it's not that waffle place. (laughs) The House of Waffles. Waffle House. But we've we've eaten at Waffle House all over the country. Yeah. Well, all over the Southeast. But still, it's it's something different. Mm -hmm. I don't. Did we eat at Waffle House on that? I actually don't remember. Yeah, you're just saying words. We ate a husk. What I'm trying to get to, husk is amazing. It's a little fancy, a little pricey. It's amazing, and it's worth it. But uh, Arnold's, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, the lunch tray place. Oh, Arnold's Country Kitchen. Oh, man. Maybe my favorite restaurant in the world. Dangerous. It's a, it's you went a, there like four times in It's a meet days. and three, <laughs> for those who don't know, meet and three. Uh, every day they have a rotating menu, a rotating list of items, and they'll, uh, they'll have about six or eight meats. And about 10 or 15 sides, and meat and three, you pick your meat and you pick your sides, and you sit down and shut the hell up. No, um, but oh boy, oh boy. Also, yeah. uh, for those who do go to Arnold's, it's an off menu item, it's rarely on the menu, but a, spe- a special that they have is cauliflower casserole. Oh, yeah, that thing, the best <gasps> side dish I've ever eaten. 
Oh my gosh. Arguably the best side dish I have ever eaten. Same. Mind blown. Anyway, I know Chad, that's not what you <laughs> talked yep. about. All right. Thanks for your question. I'm gonna talk about a bunch of other <laughs> shit. Um Yes. What is record the one collector. record? The one record you're looking for. That I'm like realistically looking for, not like I'd like to have the first pressing of the Beatles. Why, you know, nothing that costs uh, astronomical think, amounts. Well, maybe both. Um, That's kind of fun. Yeah, I think the uh, the most realistic thing that I've been looking for, uh, and I'll preface this by saying, yes, I know I know about Discogs. I love Discogs. Uh, rest in peace, uh, lp.reverb.com. That was... Uh, just like Discogs, uh, but they just went under like a month ago. Um, I love those websites. When I first started getting into record collecting, I would spend a lot of money uh, online with records. And then slowly I kind of weaned myself off of that because I realized like part of what I enjoy about vinyl and collecting records is the hunt. I like to go to the different stores and dig through the crates. That's a very common thing that you know most vinyl people like. Uh, but I like the hunt, and there's no real hunt to just going on to Discogs and ordering something. I mean, you got to search and see hmm. who has it and who has the best price. I get that, but I like tile. You I, like touching. I like to come across them in the wild. I and, feel the uh, same way about throw pillows. Uh huh. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes it's almost cheating, uh, just going on. To discogs and ordering stuff through them. Plus, there's all kind of other you know risk uh, ordering records through the mail. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> the the conditions not what you thought, or they get warped or lost or whatever. Um, that being said, I'm not above. I still occasionally will buy something uh, online. But um, so the thing that I've been searching for in the wild recently. Uh, no secret that I'm a huge Clutch fan. Oh, yeah. Love, love the band Clutch, just good old meat and potatoes, rock and roll. And I have most of their discography, but I can't find um, an original first pressing, or oh, I guess it's the first pressing, um, the orange splatter vinyl of Jam Room. I know these words mean nothing to you, <laughs> boo, uh, but I'm talking to Chad right now. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what the hell is he talking about? Jam Room. Uh, and I just thought of the jam in yeah, the fridge. Yeah, yeah. get some blueberry jam. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a huge clutch fan. I, I'm trying to find the orange splatter. Um, is it splatter or marble? I don't know. It might be a, a, a orange and white marble of uh, Jam Room. Uh, mm. Like not not necessarily my favorite clutch album. I like it, um, but it's it's a great clutch album that is hard to find. And I just really like the orange. Looks neat. Uh, so that one's I've been on the hunt for that one for a while. That's funny because no orange jam is very good. Yeah, I'm not a marmalade guy either. No, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, we got some range. Yeah. Um, now, there are other albums that I think don't even technically exist uh, in the forms of official releases uh, that I'm sure you could find, um, the unofficial or the bootlegs. But one thing I would love to have is the uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, they, they put out a live DVD slash CD when it came out, like, I don't know, 05, 07, something like that. Um called Over the Hills and Through the Years or Over the Years and Through the Hills, something, something of that nature. Uh, just an incredible live show they put on uh, somewhere in England, I think, somewhere in the UK, uh, but just a badass. Uh, the DVD and the CD, obviously the same, the same set, just different formats, um, but I would love a vinyl version of that. So I don't even know if they make an official release. I'm really, we're really nerding out here right now, Chad. No, I uh, love it. This is so but, weird. <laughs> I love, uh, I love Clutch Jam Room. I love uh, that Queens record. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's a lot of stuff. 
I, I don't get too deep into um, like the original stuff. I I collect records because I like to have them, but more importantly, I like to just listen to them. Um, so hmm. I don't, and I don't have the income <laughs> to. I'm not in the tax bracket to really concern myself over original first pressings and you know rare, you know, because some of that stuff is just crazy expensive. I have no problem if it sounds good. I know I have no problem with just buying a reissue of something. Um, I get why people who are in that market and can't afford it. I get why they like that, um, but that's just uh, not really there yet. That's a game I'm not uh, allowed to play yet, as far as spending a ton of money <laughs> on original. You can talk stuff. about records for uh, so long. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot to say about records. <laughs> But uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, other than that clutch, and that uh, there should be something a little more classic that I desire, like you know the first pressing of the of the first Skinnerd album, or you know a first pressing of um, that uh, Almond Brothers Live at the Fillmore East. That's nice. Anyway, Sound of music. Yeah, I, well, I could go on for days, me and old Chad. Um, but what else did he ask me? All right, uh, uh, disc dogs. Did I? Yeah. You said disc dogs okay. in right. the one record you're okay, looking for, cool. the Orange Jam. Yeah. So if anybody finds, <laughs> by the way, if anybody finds either one of those records in the wild, uh, feel free to email me or whatever. And I know the the chance that I respond in the next ten minutes while you're still in that store might be slim, but if anybody finds that in the wild. I'd be glad to. Uh, I'd be glad to compensate somebody a finder's fee. Oh, how nice! So you know, if you find it for fifty bucks somewhere, give you'll me a, give them five thousand. Give me a holler, <laughs> and uh, you know, pick that up for me, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll PayPal you. Um, I'd like to have a little network, a little of, of, secret record yeah, store, field field correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh, for calling, man. Chad. Thanks, uh, Chad. Keep it locked down there in Nashville. And uh, if you haven't already, please do yourself a favor when they uh, open back up Arnold's. Oh, by the way, Arnold's uh, is having... Um, and there's a record store called Grimley's. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't believe we were talking about Nashville. I didn't talk about record stores. I love Grimley's. Uh, I uh, love um, their bookstore. Grimey's. I'm sorry. I Grimley's. Copied you. Grimley's. Grimley's. <laughs> Grimies. Grimies. <laughs> uh, oh. I love Grimies. Uh, they just moved uh, recently in the couple, of, well, I don't know if it was a year ago, two years ago, but they uh, they used to be in a different location. They moved to uh, the same part of town, but now they're in an old church, and it's just absolutely beautiful. It's very cool. It's called the Church of Music. Well, it's not called that, but <laughs> in, in your head, that's fine. All right, what else we got, Boo? Hey, Dave and Katie, this is uh, Jacob. I'm from DP, or not from, but I'm here in DP, Texas, in Nacogdoches. Um, my wife and I actually just got married in January, so um, I don't know if y'all have already started, I guess, with the COVID stuff, wedding planning and whatnot. But what's the, uh, I guess, what's the, what's the, the vibe you guys are going for? Like party wedding, that lame ass rustic stuff, modern, all the the hipster things. Like what's the, what's the over under where where you guys are headed? Just a long time boogie monster listener. Just wanted to. Broaden my podcast horizons. Yo, good day. Ah, Jacob. I love that. I love that question. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. By the way, congratulations on yes. getting married. Good job, Jacob. So cute. I want to know you guys what your theme was. Um, By the okay. way, before you get into it, Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. That is such a cool name for a town. Yeah. That, that pops up in some old country music songs. I think there. it's a nut. Nacogdoches. Really? Doesn't it sound like a nut? It could be. I'm not sure. That, oh, I'm thinking of macadamia nuts. <laughs> Sorry. 420, everybody. Happy 420. <laughs> Jacob, okay, yes. We are just getting into the theme. I asked if we could do an online Zoom wedding where 
a drag queen could marry us, but Dave says no. Um, and I'm not anti-drag queen, by the way. I didn't say no because... He was like, no! <laughs> that just seems so bizarre. It seems distracting. It seems fun. It seems distracting. Anyway, so that's vetoed. Um, but I think we're going to do uh, Palm Springs. Ooh. A fun... California. Weird... Yeah, a small, cool, deserty, retro uh, type of thing. I like that. Like the 50s. Yes. But um, I don't know. Themes are weird, and then I get nervous, and then I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. So this is how it works. <laughs> but this is a pretty new uh, idea for you. You just came up with that this week. Yeah, I did. That's ironic that he called right when you were I thinking. Did. Because we've kind of, we got engaged uh, back in November. Okay, that's when it was. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we've, um, we haven't put a whole lot of effort into planning just because so much has happened since then. And, and most of it we knew would happen. Uh, Moving. We knew we were going to have to move once. Twice. We moved a second time. Um, we're just getting relocated. We're working on career stuff. And then, boom, this quarantine happened. Yeah. So we, we, Way to go, COVID. We still haven't uh, locked anything down or really even made any hard plans until this week. That, that was the first time you actually yeah. like, had legit, I, not legit ideas, but other than, I want a drag queen to marry. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> where you actually had locations and things. Yeah, and stuff like well, that. I love, love, love 19, like the old school Hollywood era. Mm-hmm. And apparently Frank Sinatra stayed there. Sure, he beat women, but. Was, was he, did he? I, I think so. Uh, I think the Rat Pack was a real group of yeah. rats, if you know what I'm saying. I, can I confess? Yeah. Never give two shits about Frank Sinatra. I see. Uh, he's theatrical. He's that, a theatrical guy. That music did nothing oh, for me. I like love if, that. Now music. I I like that the Sopranos like him. <laughs> I get why people like him. Okay. I it just never connected to, to me that era as as a country boy. If I'm going to listen to something from the '50s and '60s, or the or whenever he was, I'm going to listen to Hank Williams and Johnny Cash. And, My name's Dave. I thought the Rat Pack was a snack. Uh-huh. This is the worst pudding I've ever had. No, so retroy. I I'm having ADD. I don't know. I wanted to wear a tuxedo. My friend Liz vetoed that immediately. Why? I like tuxedos. Yes, I understand. But that's fun and different. I want it to be different. <laughs> Well, it could be different. I mean, we could really go all in if you really wanted it to be different. But why? Why would you wear a tuxedo? That just I seems bizarre. I think that's cool. Yeah. I don't know, like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I could be the blue one, and you could wear the orange. How mm-hmm. fun! And See, then, that's fun. Then can you smash me in the back of the legs <laughs> with your cane? That's one of the funniest scenes I've ever. I got laughed so hard when they're doing the little sword fight, walking into that big event, and then they quit. And then he, one of them, I forgot who hit who. I think it was, I don't know. One of them walks forward like, all right, we're done playing. And the other one, whap! <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. That is amazing. So, all right. Drag queen, uh, I'm not going to say no to anything, boo. Well, I wanted 80s prom, mm-hmm. but slash under the sea. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, I'm so, just trying. For those who don't know the geography, <laughs> Palm Springs is about two hours east of Los Angeles. It's in the desert. Right in the Mojave Desert. And uh, it's hot as shit, but it is a cool little town. But uh, what I like about Palm Springs is it's 
30 minutes from Joshua Tree. Yep. You love that place. I love Joshua Tree, just the Mojave Desert and all those rock mountains and all the UFOs that float around there. And then you got... You got the, um, oh, there's just so much weird stuff. Yeah. You got the yucca monster. Oh, boy. You know about the yucca monster? No, I like the hot tubs. Desert Bigfoot. There. (laughs) So I was thinking if we did Palm Springs, I could have, if you want to call it a bachelor party. Yeah. uh, The day or two before in Joshua Tree. That is great. Go camping or rent an Airbnb. Do a week. Do some mushrooms. Why not four weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But that would be fun. Go hang out in Joshua Tree for a couple days and then go down the mountain um, to Palm Springs and uh, get married. Yeah. Like, go catch your wild deer or whatever you need to go get. Mm -hmm. You know, get it out of your system. (laughs) We vacationed to Palm Springs. Oh, I love that. We did that for your birthday one year. That was the best. And we just laid... Your favorite oh. thing in the world. is <laughs> laying in bed. <laughs> but laying in bed. In Watching a, TV. In a nice hotel. In a nice hotel. You love Watching a nice hotel. Watching television and then getting room service is heaven. That, that is my version of heaven. That is fun. For someone who travels a lot, the concept of going to a nice hotel, regardless of where it's at. I mean, it helps if it's in a cool place. But just going to a nice hotel with no agenda. Oh. I don't have to go to this show. I don't have to go to this meeting. I don't have to go do that. No, I, we're just in this town for a couple of days Perfect. to do nothing but lounge in bed and lounge by the pool and eat room service. That's fun. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're giving me credit for the pool. I never go to the pool because uh-huh. that's how much I love staying in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess old school, retro-y, but not cheesy you know, and who knows? We could get married by a drag queen tomorrow. So, but you were also talking about uh, we're still not sure on like the format of the wedding, as far yeah. as like do we have bridesmen and groomsmen and all well, that stuff. I don't know. I feel weird about that, and also I don't know. You have more friends. I don't have any friends. You have friends. <laughs> I do. I do. Small circle. It it's is small. It is hard. Um, I get why people stress over this. How many? All right, I don't know anything about weddings. I mean, I talked. We talked last week about seven is a lot. She Liz told me seven's too much. Too much uh, groomsmen. Too many groomsmen. You said seven. Okay. And what I, is what is the proper amount of groomsmen and bridesmaids? Is I don't it? Know. I said brides. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Bridesmaids. You're right. Yeah. What's what's the proper traditional amount? Four, I honestly five of each? don't know. I've known people to have like twelve. I've known people to have three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Twelve. And, Good ugh, Lord. It's just so much work, and I don't. Ugh, I well, just feel like I'm giving people homework. I don't know. Well, that and like it would be hard to. I wouldn't. Let's say I was supposed to pick five. Like number six, that guy who just missed the cut. Like I'm gonna feel weird around him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I totally know. Like number two and a half for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Thanks for calling, uh, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Happy marriage. Good luck with everything. Hey, Dave and Katie. Uh, I'm calling in this week with a recipe. Uh, My name's Andrew from uh, New Mexico. But uh, I'm calling in with a green chili chicken enchilada recipe. So what you do is you mix like 50-50... cream of mushroom and cream of chicken soup and you add in some chicken however you want to cook it normally it has to be shredded though at the end of the day however you want to do that uh, you mix that all up and then you mix in however much 
hatch green chili that you want, and you lay it out in the bottom of a pan, cover it with flour tortillas, do the same thing, make a couple layers, casserole style, and you put one more layer of the filling on top and cover it with cheese, and then put it in the oven to bake it up. Probably one of my favorite recipes. You can add a few other things in there, like uh, like whatever seasonings and then onions and such. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys like New Mexican food, too. Love the podcast. You guys keep it real. Have a great day. Let me know if you like New Mexican food. Are you, Thank you a- out of your mind, Andrew? I love New Mexican food. Yeah. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Some of the best Mexican food in the world. And sunsets. Yes. Beautiful sunsets. <laughs> those talking about those uh, hatch green chilies. Ooh. Oh, boy. Now, so good. I don't, so good. I don't pretend to be an expert on chilies, but I believe they're hatch green chilies because that's the one little area in New Mexico that grows these the best. They're like the best green chilies well, in the world. I actually know it's Matt Hatch. Matt Hatch? Was the guy that originally... Uh-huh. Farmed uh-huh. the green chilies. Nobody born before 1950 <laughs> was named Matt. <laughs> this is my grandfather, Matt. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, I, I just wanted to call him Matt. No, I'm just a big fan of him. You just make a joke about <laughs> Um Dude, green chili. Do you remember uh, I used to buy, I forgot what season. Is it spring or fall? But uh, whenever, whenever the harvest is. The uh, grocery stores in California always make a big deal about, oh, oh yeah. it's, it's oh. hatch green chili season. There's hatch green wine. There's hatch green. There is. Oh, is there? Yeah. Jeez. That one store, it was like everywhere. Burns going down. <laughs> um, but, oh, I love it so much. I this forgot that. It sounds so good, though. I love green chili yes. chicken enchiladas. Thank you for sharing that recipe, Andrew. Uh, I will definitely give that a shot uh, anytime. There's something about green chilies and chicken together. Uh, and pork, I like the like the the pork the the what do they call the chili Colorado or the um, uh, Colorado chili chili verde chili uh, Colorado uh, boy. Coronado chili I I love all that stuff but yeah this sounds good man I this, like clam chowder too yeah you like clam chowder yeah there's a <laughs> bunch of different things you like Katie Katie got a strong appetite uh, <laughs> I like clam. <laughs> Shut up. I like the Wizard of Oz. Stop it. I don't talk like that. I like the Tin Man. Oh. Um, dude, thanks for the uh, recipe. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, Andrew. I might make it with salmon. <laughs> New Mexico food. Uh, God, I wish I knew the name of that place, but I, I uh, about a year ago, I was driving through uh, Los, Las Cruces. Is it Los or Las? Los Cruces. Uh, and uh, I had done some research and uh, learned that that's, uh, Los Cruces probably... Las, Las Cruces. I think it's Las. Uh, probably the best Mexican food, at least in America. Mm. And uh, went to a, a highly rated restaurant. I forgot the name of it. Just just a little, no frills, unpretentious, just mom and pop. Kind of like a, set up like a big McDonald's, you know, mm. like, a, like a big fast food. Just, you know, nothing sp- special as far as the decor or whatever, but the food was not that. I wonder if I did wonder the if that, body slam. I wonder if that could be heard uh, on our mics. Uh, oh. But uh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, anybody who wants to call in with recipes, I'm all for it. But uh, yeah, salmon specific. Just kidding, guys. Uh, boy, that's you. Let's recap from last week. <laughs> you took a beef bouillon cube <laughs> and physically rubbed it onto the salmon. I don't understand why that's a bad move. I, I honestly. 
I think you need to get more creative culinarily. That's that's my problem. I need to get more creative culinarily. Because Lord Next knows, caller. Lord knows, I don't do enough cooking. That's okay. Ooh, we are turning on each no, other. No, no, I meant like oh, I I'm, I'm like, very creative culinarily. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, that's what I, I was taking a step from you. Like I was thinking, what would Boo do? Boo would not rub a bouillon cube on a raw piece of salmon. You live and learn. <laughs> that, I was a little mean about that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It just, it still blows my mind. That, yeah. And I'm not, boo, I'm not piling Oh, on. no. I'm not picking Are on Are we going to talk about preheating again? But I just, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> oh, I thought way. that's where you were going. Oh, yeah, you can't preheat it. <laughs> it's hard. I. <laughs> you just go and flippantly turn the no, knobs on. I do it. It's I look close at the to the number. I did. I looked at the you got to line it up just right. Oh, God. That'll kind of even preheat an oven. That sounds like an insult. Like, you can't, you're so dumb you can't preheat an oven. I'm not, not you. You're not dumb because you couldn't preheat an oven. I did. Well, I was near it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I was at like the. I asked you to do 350. <laughs> it, was, it was about 330. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dave and Katie. My name's Matt. I'm calling from out by Syracuse, New York. I'm a big fan of Dave's work and Boogie Monster, and I um, was really excited to hear about this new podcast you and Katie are doing. I think your relationship you guys have is pretty awesome every time I hear about it. And uh, my question actually has to do with a new relationship I started. I started seeing this lady, name's Tori. She lives about an hour away from where I live. And we started dating just as New York was going on lockdown with the quarantine. So... We went out on a date. Things turned out really well. We kept seeing each other every time. I had time off because I'm still working, but she's out of work for the time being. And it's been really nice. Now, my question really, and especially since this is a new relationship, we've only been dating about three weeks now, and we're trying to make it serious and take our time. Um, my question is, do you think distance and limited time can ruin a relationship. Like like I said, she lives about an hour's drive from me. I'll go out to visit her sometimes. She'll drive sometimes out to visit me. And we spend a lot of time together, and it's really nice. And, you know, I'm just a little concerned that when she does go back to work, when this quarantine's lifted, we might see each other even less, maybe like once a week. I'm thinking maybe there'll be times where we won't at all. So, you know, those are just little anxious concerns I have. And, I'd like to hear your input from both you and Katie. So thank you so much, and I'll enjoy listening to you guys. Bye. Thanks, Aww, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I love this question. Um, it's a good question. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yay. Love. I love love. It is weird. Uh, my buddy, um, oh, he doesn't mind me talking about this, my buddy Andy Sanford, a uh, great comedian based out of New York. Uh, he we went through a similar thing, and not the long distance part, but he just started dating a new gal uh, like a week before the quarantine, oh, and then so now weird. he hasn't seen her in a month and a half or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So he, I mean, they're still corresponding and talking and all that, but like to start a relationship and then by no power of anybody else or your own <laughs> get it yanked away from you as far as being able to physically see that person. It's gonna yeah. be weird. That is weird. And we've talked about long-distance relationships before. You've never done a long-distance No, 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 no. I'm too codependent. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't. But we, we made the observation that a lot of times our relationship is 
long distance. distance yeah. Um, but also right now, it, I feel like Matt's in a honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the beginning stages of getting to knowing, getting to knowing each other. <laughs> but I think um, it's actually going to be good when they get back into, well, when she gets back to work. Because then they can make it a treat seeing each mm-hmm. other. You know? That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it just depends on who you are. I think some people um, wouldn't do well at all in a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Codependence. Um, Recovery. I see how that could be difficult. Uh, but I also see certain couples that are like, oh, yeah, no, we, we cherish our distance. <laughs> <laughs> Small doses. Yeah, I think... Well, what I like about it is you still have to have balance. You have to have mm-hmm. ba- you have to have your own lives, but then you come together as a team. So you need to have those times up apart. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is amazing, though. I'm so glad you're starting this. And with COVID, as we've seen with quarantine, Zoom dates are a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Facetiming, like you have so many more options. Mm-hmm. That we're lucky to have technology in this time. So yeah, and even something is seemingly trivial. And I think we mentioned this before, but watching a, a series together. Yes. As far as on the same time timeline. Yeah. Now, don't be a dick and and jump ahead on season three of Ozark it's while fine. your beautiful fiance is sleeping at six um, p.m. It's you know, fair. do it. <laughs> do you know do whatever it is? Just uh, to have something, a, a project or or an activity that you're uh, doing together. Yeah, that's important. It well, that's important. Well, but yeah, it's more fun, and you get to just kind of have something separate, other than the mm-hmm. quarantine or work or you know frustrations. Like you get to share something outside of yourselves. Yeah, because we are doing the. Um, Literal exact opposite <laughs> of a long distance relationship. We talked about yeah. that this morning. Uh, what, do, what do you think today? I think today is around 39? day 40, 39, oh, 40. 40. I think we're, we're roughly around 40 <sighs> days of uh, <laughs> being up each other's ass 24 <laughs> 7. You know what? That's, I didn't even think about this. Uh, We've been talking about it, but I didn't really make the obvious connection that's right there in front of us. Maybe subconsciously, you're going to bed really early and I'm going to bed really late just so we can each have our own Ding, ding, time. ding. <laughs> you're like, I thought about that, dumbass. I mean, come on. What if I'm just taking NyQuil at like 5 p.m.? No. Do you think that... I think that's that what's has, happening. That has helped us, though. Do you... That's probably helped us. It has. I like my mornings. Because you have I, free time. Yeah. You have alone time in the morning and I have alone time at night. Yeah. So what time do you get up? I get up around 7, 7.30, usually when you're going to bed. I get up uh, around 10 or 11. Yeah. I, only, I don't get much sleep no. anymore. And, I, I'm, and I'm fine with it. You. No, I think what it is, I made this uh, observation this morning. Anxiety. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm... I'm trying to do a little bit of the kettlebells, and I'll walk Charlie. But, like, my physical activity obviously has gone way down. Just this stuff you don't even think about. Just driving to the store and getting out and walking into the store and going to meetings and going to fr- – like, that all being taken away. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I look at my step monitor, my pedometer yeah. on my phone, and it's like, geez, dude. <laughs> Have you been under 100? <laughs> I haven't been under 100. Okay, good. But I've okay. had some real low triple digits uh, where I'm like, what? Dude, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, 
But I think the lack, I, I'm burning a lot fewer calories. I'm a lot less active. So I think my body's like, you don't need eight hours, you dumbass. Yeah. You didn't do anything today. Huh. Four hours. Mine's like, the opposite. Yeah. Mine's giving me a little more. Uh, 12 hours. Why not? We're, we're, what we are doing right now is describing depression. <laughs> this is how depressed people are. Are we depressed? Well, I don't know. You, I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing, I'm getting out of it. I'm crawling out. I'm crawling you, out I think of it. you're doing great, boo. Thanks. I really do. And this is something we haven't talked about. Oh, no. Yet on the show. But, what? Um, March and April are tough for you. Yeah, well, my sister tragically died March 30th. She died on Easter. <laughs> on Easter Sunday. Then my mom decided to kick it the Wednesday before Mother's Day. Thanks a lot, Mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been weird. Spring, March, April, May is, is rough. Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, <laughs> but, August through November. But, but you've been doing great. You really have. Oh, thank you, Billy. Because we've been together a long time, oh. and I do know that March and April are tough for you. Yeah. Um, and some years have been very, very tough. That was so nice of you to say that way. But this year, I, I mean, I'm sure you're still emotionally, you know, you're feeling it on the inside, but uh, it, it, doesn't, it hadn't seemed to slow you down much. Well, thank and you. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. And thank you to Bravo Television <laughs> for just letting me go into that fantasy world of fun. No, you've been, I think, I think we're doing great, boo. I think you're doing great. Uh, it's a weird time for everybody. This it is. is this is uncharted waters. Like, oh, but wait, we need to go to back to Matt. Really no, no. Uh, oh, are you? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just you saying. As good. far as what we're talking oh. about, like it, there's no, there's no precedent. Yeah. We don't. We haven't experienced this before. We don't know how to. Uh, I don't know. It, there's it, no escapes. There's no sports. There's mm-hmm. no move. Like we are just watching this news every day yeah. and. I've stopped that, by the way. Whew, I have. I'll check in once a day online, real quick, see if there's any major headlines, and I always check the death toll. Mm. Uh, but as far as just sitting around watching the news all day, I'm done with that shit because that will drag you down. Yeah, especially right now. But uh, Man. that being said, anyway, Matt, yes, long distance. Uh, they're in New York. Um, yeah, and we talked about this before, but just it's an op- use it as an opportunity to be creative. To be creative, you know, order her. Some dinner by surprise. Oh, that's cute. You know, and also, send her yeah. uh, some snail mail. Or, yeah. Oh, love letters. Oh, my gosh. Care packages. Do. Oh, how cute. Yes, care packages. Um, you could send fun, weird, like masks or socks from Amazon. <laughs> what? Weird. Yeah. I would love that. That would be fun. You mean like Corona mask? Yeah, Corona oh. mask, but like do it Thank in a fun way. You. Yeah. Don't die. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Don't let someone <laughs> cough in your face. Love you. But also, uh, text messages mm-hmm. are our modern era love notes. Mm-hmm. So just a text member, morning and night. That's all. Remember to check in morning, night. Either text, memo, voice memo, <laughs> fax. But, but do you think <laughs> with this situation, do you think people in long-distance relationships more than anybody else maybe ditch the text for an actual phone call. Well, what if they aren't? Like, sometimes you don't have, well, I guess you're right. There's time. But no, Matt's working. Yeah. Matt's working. So if he doesn't, he's like, you know, mm-hmm. good morning, me lady. Have a wonderful day. I thought he lived in New York. He did. Oh. Maybe he's British. Oh. Everyone's British when it comes to the love texting. Oh, boy. 
Um, oh, but don't be anxious. I think you're anxious right now, Matt. I mm-hmm. think it's scary to fall in love. It's scary to go there and be vulnerable with someone. And I think you said something about having anxiety. You know, you're not going to mess it up. Just be you and be open and just see where it goes and learn about each mm-hmm. other. Learn. It's weird timing to start a relationship and then get quarantined. But I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good start. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we all have to find love in a hopeless place. Oh. <laughs> it's a smash it Rihanna song. Now that's a vinyl I could get behind. Oh, yeah? Love the Riri. You like the Rihanna? I've I, I bought you a lot of vinyl. You, <laughs> you, have, you have a decent little collection of I vinyl. Do. That so that And I'm not like patting myself on the back or shaming you, but like, you have yeah. a very good vinyl collection to have never purchased one of them your own. Yeah, no, it's great. I've uh, you probably got about fifty, right? Yeah, I got I Gaga, got, I got Dixie Chicks, I got I got my gals, got I got you. Winona Judd, Lemonade. Oh, Lemonade! I mean, oh, guys, just beauty. And I listen to them all the time. Vinyl is one of my love languages. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, congratulations. Congrats, Matt, and uh, hang in there, and I'm sure we'll all get through this eventually. I have no idea also, when oh, this is going to end, but uh, you gotta got to keep the faith and, uh, yeah, just figure out creative ways to stay in touch and to, um, I know this sounds lame as far as using technology, or and I, and I know the example of watching a TV show together. I know that's lame in theory, um, you know, because it is so trivial, but you have to find ways to connect. Yeah. No matter what they are. I think, well, and also you can share this with her. I know it's scary to communicate sometimes your anxiety, but you can be like, hey, I'm really anxious about this. Like, what's going to happen when you go back to work? Can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. And she'll probably be like, hell yeah, thanks for bringing that up because I've been worried. Man, communication, it's key. I'm horrible at it, but I try. What did you say? Nothing. No. So, yeah, Matt, I hope we helped. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, um, and, and this goes for everybody who's called in. Uh, call us back. Keep us updated. I love updates. With, with everything, any of these calls that we've uh, responded to, um, what, you know, I mentioned this before, we're trying to build a community here. I love that. I know that might sound lame, but, like, I, I, I'm, the basis of, one of the basis of this show is I'm still absolutely, my mind is blown, blown, blown. Blown. I bloated it. Uh, my mind, my mind is constantly blown that there's people out there that give a shit about me or you or us. I know. You know, I, I don't care about me. Gross. I, <laughs> this isn't a humble brag because it's still. But I get. Um, I guess the easiest way to describe it is fan mail uh, every day, and it yeah. still blows my mind when and people shoot me. And they're the nicest me a, people in yeah, the whole world. People shoot me an email, shoot me a direct message, or whatever. Like. I'm just, people are, and so many of them are so nice, like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, or you probably get this a lot. I, ask me anything, I'm, I'm, I'm so surprised that people give a shit what I we're doing. That. So uh, I'll never be too good to respond or whatever, but I, I, uh, I really want Stonebergs to, to be a community. I want to. And there's Harvey. <laughs> Harvey does too. I'm a community. He just um, jumped on the table again. <laughs> Harvey's, Harvey's so <laughs> rad. I love him so much. Thick boy. Um, but no, I, 
not to rehash our mission statement, but especially now, things are so crazy in the world. Yeah, talk about requiem for a COVID. Am I? <laughs> They're so so uncertain, so crazy, and beyond that, even before this, just there's just too much jaded over it, you know, negative bullshit out there that I hope at least for an hour or two a week that people can come to the dumb old Stonebergs and talk about enchiladas and yeah. shit they see in the sky. And, I love it. You know, anything. Did you hear my requiem for COVID? Uh, oh, I, I heard it. Yeah, I, I did. Okay. Hey, hey, Harvey. Cool. Oh, boy. Let me, let me get a pick of Harvey real quick. Okay. Getting a live pick, guys. I'm on TV. Oh, boy. Hey. Um. Oh, Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. What are you doing, boy? Oh, boy. He's on the table. Hi. <laughs> we run a real high-class operation here. <laughs> real tight ship. A gaming <laughs> ship, as Joe Bluth would say. So anything else, Boo? Anything on your mind? Anything you want to Oh, my gosh, address? guys. Yes. Uh, every single person in, the, in America <laughs> needs to watch Miss America. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Uh, on FX, Miss America has Kate Blanchett, has some uh, Amy Sed- No, not Amy Sedaris. I don't know. Anyway, it's really good. I love really Amy good. Sedaris. Me too. So you've watched... Uh, Tracy Ullman. Tracy that's Ullman. who I meant. People often confuse that those That makes two. sense. Yeah, well, very they're, similar. They're, talk about powerhouses. Yeah, they talk about range. Um, Elizabeth Banks is in it. That other lady that you like with the brown hair that's older, it's curly, and she's like kind of rough, and it's like, I live on the farm, lady. Anyway, Margo, Mar... Oh, uh, well, yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, the mom in uh, Walk Hard. Yes, the She's mom in Walk Hard. She's been in a ton of stuff. I love I her. I love her. Um, but yeah, Harvey. guys, give it a, give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, Harvey is really needing attention. Oh, my God, buddy. Wow, this is... What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Anyway, that's my word of mouth. That's my word of mouth. Miss America, <laughs> FX. It's a great day for chasing dreams. Harvey likes it, too. Uh, My word of mouth this week, um, not a new album, but uh, he's a good buddy of mine. I miss my friends. I know you do. I miss my pals. I know, me too. I haven't haven't seen my pals in over a month. Yeah. And uh, one of my good pals, who's so damn funny, and he's such a sweet dude, and if you guys don't know about him, you should... We got to get him off the table. Okay. Harvey, you got to go yeah. down, buddy. Buddy, come on. Come on. Ah, come on. Uh, my buddy James Fritz. James Fritz, F R I T Z. Uh, comedian, absolutely hilarious. One of my good pals. He has a wonderful album out that I've been listening to again uh, called Still Together. Put it out, I don't know, about two years ago, maybe. And uh, just so funny. He's a Kentucky boy. Um, he's so got, smart. So smart. Just. It's almost like a, like a fish out of water. Like James is so smart and so thoughtful and um, introspective, and uh, but just grew up apparently in just just <laughs> possum butt Kentucky, uh, just small town, small southern Kentucky town, yeah. and uh, moved to Chicago right after uh, right after college. I think it was right after college. Spent like twelve years there doing comedy, doing other stuff, and uh, has been out to moved out to L.A. about seven or eight years ago. We've been pals ever since he came out here, and uh, just just a funny album and a, a funny comedian, and uh, that's what word of mouth is all about here on the Stonebirds. Yeah. Oh, and he's is the best, especially he's times right now where you have free time um, and and you're bored, but also not just to to fill the boredom, but like to 
take in good art and hopefully that yeah. it brightens your day or inspires you or whatever. But, um, yeah, James, so funny. Uh, still together. You can find that on all the streaming platforms, uh, Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. Or, or even buy it. Purchase it. Why not? But, um, yeah, James Fritz, still together. That's my word of mouth. Trying to... Um, People need to listen to more good comedy. And watch great FX shows starring the women's movement <laughs> from the 70s. Yeah. Is it the 70s? Yeah, it's oh, in 1970. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Women. I haven't seen that yet. Maybe. What, what, what day of the week does that come on? I don't know. You know what comes on tonight as we're recording this? Sopranos. Uh, Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, Very exciting. Yes. Yeah. I cannot wait. That's the guy that was in Space Jam, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny joke, but I know you didn't make it as a joke. I didn't know. Yes, that's the guy in Space Jam. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Oh, boy. Um, I forgot our phone number. Oh, boy. What is our phone number? Well, you do it now, Tro. 548, yeah, 562-2012. No, 562 is the first. Oh, 562 is the first. Yeah. Okay. Happy 420, everybody. It's 420. It's 420 degrees. In the house. And I preheated the oven. Boo. 420. Uh, Get it? Fun as always. Oh my gosh, so much fun. It's so good to see you. So good to see ya. <laughs> it's fun to catch up. Ah, I missed you. I can't even say it earnestly. <laughs> no, I love you so much. This is just, you know, it's hard for people. What? What's hard? I don't know. Nothing. I Guys, think we're doing pretty well. We are doing is well. Is there something we need to talk about? No, we need to talk about Kevin. Am I, Smash him movie do, am I about unaware? a school shooting. Oh. What can I do to make it better for you this week? Well... Listening to some other music other than John Prine yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. We'll mix it up. Ace of Bass. So, so throw in some Bob Dylan, some Chris Christopherson, <laughs> oh, some, some Town Van Zandt. No, <laughs> no I, I'm, boo, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to turn it around. No more sugar this week, and you, I'm going to. Are you really off sugar? I'm off sugar. Okay. Well, I'm going to start tomorrow. Just because. It's going to be rough. It's going to be so hard. I'm going to be a monster. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm I'm gonna turn it around. <laughs> oh boy, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Spread the word. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay healthy. Clean those masks. Chin Clean. acne is real. Yes, wear a mask. Wash your Please hands and wear a mask. Wear a mask, especially yes. if you live with a woman and a dude that are. We're not allowed to talk about that anymore. I think I got in trouble. Oh, you did? I don't know if I got in trouble, but I don't care. Wear a mask. Well, listen, life's a dream. Uh It's a mystery, like Madonna says. That's true. It's a mystery. (laughs) M-I-S-T-E-R-Y. Is that a song? No. Cecil. Okay. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs Podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. 
That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. So we have the funeral. <laughs> you can call it that. It was like this service at the end of like a, like a, this shitty church at the end of a country road like where they tried to kill the bride and kill Bill, but less classy. <laughs> There's just like a UK basketball flag up because that's our true God. Go Cats. And, and I wish I was fucking joking. Uh, they played Freebird at the funeral. <laughs> they played Freebird at the funeral to celebrate the life of a man. You know this joke song that people yell out to make fun of fucking hillbillies at shows? They played that to celebrate a man's life that I'm very closely related to. And people were just walking around like, he was a free bird, he's a free spirit. He's a free spirit. It's like, he wasn't a free bird, he was just drunk all the time. It's not freedom. If he was any kind of bird, he'd be kind of the kind of bird who like saw its own reflection in a really clean glass door and was like, I made a friend who looks just like me. Like that would be the fucking bird. fucking unreal and the, and the thing about people who would play Freebird at a funeral is they don't have a lot of foresight so they totally forgot that like Freebird is like this beautiful ballad and then like three minutes in like this twin guitar solo just blows the doors off for like four fucking minutes so people are like walking around crying and then just slowly starting to headbang. Just... And, you, and you can't cry and headbang at the same time unless you're thinking of Dimebag. The only time.